0: hello everybody this is cat dead details later my name's cole talking to josh hey buddy hello Yes, it's still us. The, <laughs> the the lineup has not changed. Not yet. Uh, so we just followed up our film from last week, 28 Days Later, with 28 weeks later. I loved the opening of 28 Days mm. so much. And I, I still I, I will say I'm giving the point to 28 Days Later here for better opening. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that this was a case where we went to a, a sequel. And in my opinion, like, it, it very far from fell flat. Like, I loved, like, the intimate feeling of just, like, a, a small group of people being in this house, mm-hmm. like, trying to stay quiet. Like, they, they've got the windows boarded up, so they're kind of invisible from the outside world. Mm-hmm. And they're all behaving very much how I would expect People in this situation to behave.
1: At least at the start.
0: Exactly. Like, you know, I'm like, okay, like I, I got the immersion. And they get that knock at the door, which is pretty much the last thing you'd want to hear. Mm-hmm. Although, to it's, make-
1: like their weight, they, one of their, their members has like five days ago had left. So like on the off yeah. chance that your, your buddy is back or your boyfriend is back. Like, I mean, putting yourself in those shoes, if, a, if you're significant other like pieced out and then managed to survive for five days on his own and was back like you gotta let him in
0: oh absolutely and like that that uh particular character like she she's like oh sam is is that um but the fact that they hear a young child's voice is just that like oh man like the worst case scenario where it's like you can't ignore it I mean, you can, but, you know, you're just like, okay, like, it's a kid. So, of course, they let him in. Also, just a quick little aside, but mm. they, they've got, like, a food that looks like some sort of hamburger helper thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's, like, pasta and canned tomatoes.
0: Yeah, but, like, the kid's eating it with his hands.
1: Oh, yeah, dirty, dirty hands.
0: <laughs> but just like the oh, they did such a good job of just like I I, I could feel how hungry he was.
1: Yeah, man, I feel <laughs> that every fucking day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, there, there's something about that. Like, uh, hey, buddy, like, can I get you a fork? And two different things going at once. Where the the girl is gone, and she's still kind of hopefully just looking out the window, mm-hmm. and at the same time, this kid is describing to them that he was running away from like his mom and his dad and the group of people who he is with which would be
1: and like I... just imagine oh, having God. to i think we probably talked about this a little bit last time but just like having to run away from and or kill people that you know
0: oof yeah especially at like how was this kid like six
1: uh, i'd give him like an eight or a nine for sure
0: actually yeah probably i i'm, I'm... I've come to realize like, I have no gauge. Like if you're under the age of twelve, you're you're a five year old as far as I'm concerned.
1: Oh yeah, man. Especially like I think it might have been during our leprechaun episode. I was talking about how um like eight-year-olds would probably be fine to watch it and not get scared and like just like starting to really put in perspective, like trying to get back into that mindset of not being like over eighteen.
0: Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. A, a film that we need to put on the list, if only because of... My my head was just... I was just thinking about that exact thing recently with the... I can't remember how it came into like my eyesight. On YouTube, essentially, it suggested to me the trailer for Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh,
1: I've never seen it. And...
0: Okay, so I'm, I'm definitely going to... Say so we got to watch that soon. Sick. It, it, it's a horrible, like, actually, I'm not going to say it. So it, it, it's a child's film, right? Mm. It's meant for kids. And there's actually, I read, uh, read some fun trivia behind that fact. It was a Disney production. That movie indeed scared me stupid when I was a kid. I left. <laughs> I left the room. I was in a group of me and three other kids, and I just couldn't handle it. And I just remember <laughs> looking at them and being like,
1: Wow. <laughs> I think actually we should probably do a Monster Squad episode too.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. We I kinda wanna do like a little get get a few in the go of like things that just scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. Yeah. But uh yeah. It, to your point, just like being eight years old. I can't remember how we this this there's a young kid in this film. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. It's and he's been know. chased by his undead family. Oh yeah, that uh, too. And I, man, I love this first zombie reveal of like this person. She's just looking through. There's like planks on the windows Mm -hmm. and you just get like a good shot of these like bloodshot red eyes, like hastily coming in from the side of the screen. Mm -hmm. And before she even has time to scream properly, like the hand just crashes through like that little crack. But somehow,
1: like, smashes the wooden boards. Like, okay, this is where I first started having my thoughts about this movie is, like, all of a sudden, I know that, like, rage and adrenaline can make you a stronger person. And I guess when you're not concerned about hurting yourself, you're probably more easily able to, like, break stuff. But it seems like these, these rage virus people are so much more... Strong and aggressive, even than like the previous, um, film. Like for example, when Killian Murphy comes across the priest, and that priest like hurt, does his herky jerky walk towards Killian and gives him time to like run away. Then you've got. Um, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that dude was hurt in such a way that like. His body was fucked up and he couldn't move any faster. I don't know. It just seemed like the rules changed a little bit, specifically when I did. Okay, backtrack. Backtrack a tiny bit. The only place I could find to watch this for for quote unquote free was on Disney Plus, which I only have signed in to my phone. So, I watched this on my phone last night with the headphones on which was great for this scene. Cause I'm holding the phone up right by my face. And then just like the smash through the, um, through the window and the boards was perfectly startling. Like that was well done. But when this infected inevitably bites that chick, she like immediately changes. Like there's mm-hmm. zero time for her to um, like reckon with the fact that something's happening. Just immediately gone, so like just little tiny rule shifts, and maybe they do that because we already know what's going to happen with these things, so like we don't need to spend the time like watching them yeah. transition. But it just felt like kind of rushed to me.
0: I think it's it's a mix of a few factors, and I definitely got the feeling that they were trying to go for yeah, creating like that feeling of the initial intensity. Mm-hmm. So I do think obviously a bit of it is just to like service the plot and like get that pacing going. Uh, I guess if you really wanted to dive deep, you could argue like the, the one thing that has been established in the, the 28 zombie lore is that the change is very quick regardless. Yes. Right. And, and maybe much some li-
1: people are more susceptible to it than others, like with weaker immune exactly. systems or something.
0: Cause I think like, you know, in real life it's um, there's, you know, you have like different windows for it's like, oh, this will be like less than 30 minutes. It could be five. It could be the full 30. Right. So I guess that, that's how I would look at it. But I think that, yeah, it, it, I'm sure a lot of it was just to make the opening very fast pace at this point. And I just personally think that that choice for, for myself, I loved it. I just love the tone that it set. And like that, mm. like initial feeling of like, you, you almost have no time to think. And I think that it put you in the headspace of the people in the house very nicely. mm -hmm. Because very much the same way that you would like embellish a good story uh, only slightly to give the person who you are telling the story to an exact frame of reference because they weren't there. Mm -hmm. I think that, oh man, like this just, in my opinion, just like knocked it out of the park. Like I felt so panicked being in like this stupid small house and be like, like, where do I go? Like, what do I do? I can't go outside. And it's just chaos. And... It just happens so fast, and the way that like these people react is frustrating, but at the same time, perfectly believable. Because Absolutely, you want to live. Oh yeah, like oh. <laughs> especially there's like, the, when they're climbing up into uh, like an upper floor, the old woman gets grabbed, mm. like she's asking for help, even though it's like clearly.
1: Yeah, that comes, like, so she, one of the guys in there, Jacob, and this older woman's husband have all escaped the little farmhouse and are in a barn. Um, The old man's holding the barn door closed and telling his wife to run, and she's obviously panicked and not in her right mind and making a stupid decision by not doing anything. Meanwhile, her husband's telling her to run. Jacob's telling her to climb up the ladder with him and offering to help. And she's not doing that in my cold brain. I'm just, I have like so little sympathy for her, but that like, help me as he's like climbing up the ladder and she's getting torn to shreds. That was, uh, I mean, it was well delivered.
0: I, I always have this struggle, even after watching horror films for so long. And you and I have had so many good conversations about like realizing a lot of these critiques I often have about people's behavior when you actually break it down and you realize that these people who are professional writers who have been writing for a very long time, mm-hmm. usually they're, they're a little bit more intelligent than you give them credit for. And when you actually think of the exact situation, so many things are much more believable and understandable mm-hmm. than you would think as a viewer initially. But it, but it is always still hard as the person who is sitting on the couch eating potato chips. Yeah,
1: exactly. To
0: fully feel like that empathy and like, Feel the sorrow for this person that l- appears to be making a very foolish <laughs> mistake. Even though knowing if I was in like the exact same situation. There's so many areas where I'd probably just be toast, right? Oh, yeah.
1: Like, I wouldn't have even made it into the farmhouse. I would, I like, yeah, I'm not making it out.
0: It's, it's always just so hard to watch where it's like, you stupid, just <laughs> <laughs> get, 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 get going, man. But the the final, well, I guess not the final, but the the eventual scene with Don and his wife in that small little room. This just sets such a good groundwork for the rest of the film. Given his relationship with his children, where you watch like his wife, like courageously like try to like save this child, and even though he's arguably making the more intelligent move to just be like, man, like it's 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 way too late. He. he it's it's more the way in which he like he he just seems to like not have a care in the world kind of thing like nope that, just just like leave him.
1: You know what's so funny about that is that that's how I saw it the first few times that I watched this like back when it came out. I hated Don. I thought that he made the wrong decision. Um, I thought he was a total piece of shit. And then watching it this time around, and just like knowing for sure that like first of all, your kids could still be alive out there. Uh, second of all, you know, that there's like, there's nothing you can do in that situation to stop it. Um, and I mean, as much as I might be, I might be in too much of a dark mind state of mind to like really talk about this properly, but just the fact that like that his wife wastes so much time and effort trying to wrangle this kid to try and protect him, which is, yeah, that's like totally good guy points. But like at the end of the day, are you are you going to like try and save yourself for your children, hopefully, or are you just going to like make a bad call and then waste a bunch of time and then suffer the consequences? I don't know. I thought Don like getting out of there made a lot of sense.
0: I do think that this is kind of uh, like the the previous thing we're just discussing, though, right? Where it's like as a viewer. We have time to break this down logically, right? Right. Um, whereas th- this is very much in the sense of uh, like knowing you as a person, right? Mm. I 100% see you stopping for this kid. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then, like I, you, you'd be on the other side of the bed, and I'd just be like looking at like like dude, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I know. I just I feel like a piece of trash, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's it's obviously hard right now. I guess like you're basically able to just break down like these people's primal instincts, which is that she tries to do the right thing in a quick moment. Whereas his first response is just to like self-preserve. And then even when his wife is in danger and he could like, maybe like body slam or tackle this zombie out of the way, not even necessarily saving himself, but definitely letting her get out of there. He, he, he's just, he just pieces. He's like, uh, actually I'm, I'd rather live. Uh,
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the, like that's where you find out who you are as a person, I guess. Like, do you actually want to survive? Because you know, at least in his mind, if he stays to try and help her, they're probably both dead, but he actually sees a way out for himself. So like, I get it, man.
0: It is. It's, I think that uh, I would have a hard time believing someone if they said that they didn't, Understand it. Mm. Also, just him like getting to the boat and the other dude that's there. I'm pretty sure Don's the only guy that makes it out, right? Yeah,
1: he is. Now, like this scene when he's running away from the farmhouse and he's running uh, through the field towards the little like canal with the boat. Like, I love this shot of him running with the zombies like chasing behind him. I thought it was oh. fantastic.
0: There are several shots in this film that I just, I I love the visual quality. And I do think like, we'll discuss everything in thorough detail, but there are definitely a lot of things that I think 28 days did better uh, from the narrative point of view. I I just think the additional things that were done right in this film, like like the, the dish just balances out the camera work in certain scenes. I guess that's about all I had on like the, the opening scene. I just felt that like, I really liked that. It sets a uh, very fast heart rate for the film.
1: Yeah. I think, I think one of the things that I noticed with this opening and then that just like stayed throughout is that this feels so much more like a, like a Hollywood movie. And sure. I mean, I totally get like raising the stakes because that's what you do with a sequel but it kind of took me like i found all of the things that 28 days later nailed this movie either tried to do and failed or just abandoned for the sake of making things it just felt it felt so much more like a movie if you know what i mean
0: it's the same kind of vibe Or tone shift I get from like Terminator One to Terminator Two, in the sense that Terminator One is a like that—that's a horror. Oh, but T Two is fucking rad, dude. And the thing, like T Two is so rad, but it's an action flick. Yeah, like like, there's it's in my in my mind like those two films are just as good. Um, Mm -hmm. and I find usually people don't enjoy the first Terminator as much because it's
1: oh no that one's fucking
0: pretty, but it's so sick. Like man, I oh. But yeah, like like T1, can I call it T1, Uh, is scary, whereas the second one's just so cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so cool. Uh, Anyway, yeah, like I don't want to continuously shit on this movie. I actually do really like it. Um, It just like, seeing it back to back with 28 Days, I just can't help but continuously compare them.
0: With zombie films in general. The, the thing that I love the most is that like creeping sense of dread mm-hmm. and like the, the focus on the survival elements. And I got a lot of that in the opening scene, but mm-hmm. throughout the film, it is definitely more action heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's usually what I dislike in a zombie film. Mm-hmm. I don't like when it's like super high stakes, um, really large scale. And in a way, I think that's why I like this film so much. It's, I'm pretty sure one of the only zombie movies that was able to make that work for me.
1: Yeah, totally. I I totally concede the point there. Like this, this is the highest scale zombie movie that I've seen that I would quote unquote zombie movie because they're technically just infected people, but whatever. It's like the only huge scale zombie movie I've ever seen that like kind of sticks the landing actually quite, quite, quite well sticks the landing comparing it to 28 days later is unfair because that's basically a perfect zombie film. This one as a follow-up, does it justice. It just has inconsistencies that piss me off a little bit, but I'm also hypercritical. So that being said, let's get into positive zone. Yeah. I love the shots of the city. Like, basically any time that they ever get those like overhead shots of all the skyscrapers and things.
0: Ooh. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah like oh, i think i already said but yeah like just some of the the camera work is so good mm-hmm. it's so good uh one
1: thing i noticed is that like some shots there's like a pretty obvious like film grain effect and then other shots it's just not there so like i kind of feel like if you're going to do that in the film just like make it consistent because that helps you set that helps you set the environment and the feeling and everything and when you, like, splice it in here and there just for effect for, like, a specific scene, like, to me, that just makes it so much more jarring. Because I also love the look of film grain, and, like, the grainier the film, the better. Well, to a certain extent, obviously. But, yeah, that, that's another, like, technical thing that just kind of, like, bugs me in the back of my brain.
0: I, I definitely agree with that. I, I love the consistency, the look. And, oh, man, I am such... A sucker for film grain like Mm -hmm. i I think i i like a more subtle but constant grain right where it's just it's it's just in that noticeable Mm -hmm. threshold right where you're like oh yeah oh they got the grain um we got the we got the kids coming into coming into london
1: imogen poots
0: man i had a wicked crush on imogen poots when this movie first came out
1: i still do (laughs) <laughs> I don't see her a lot oh. but good grief I had completely forgotten this entire cast except for Robert Carlyle and I couldn't even remember his name but we've got Idris Elba we've got fucking Rose Byrne we've Jeremy goddamn Hawkeye Renner like I, that, <laughs> it blew my mind I was like oh fuck I totally forgot about these guys
0: so, Um, I didn't have that feeling this time Uh, but that's only because I watched this film about a year ago oh, okay and yeah, that was the exact experience. Like, he's here. Yeah. <laughs> she's here. Yeah. He's also here. <laughs> you know, now that I'm looking at it, like Rose
1: Byrne has she's not quite a scream queen, but she's like done quite a lot in the horror genre.
0: She she's like um I feel like she's like a like a scout who's got a good like a healthy amount of badges on the sash, you know. Yeah. But also the...
1: like really good comedic work too.
0: Oh, she's got range. Mm-hmm. So we, we, we got some good casts mm-hmm. in this film. I think when this movie first came out, I didn't. This was probably my first exposure to a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice coming back to be like, oh, like they they've been in a they've been in a healthy amount of stuff since then. But I really liked how they established the kind of like phase that the rebuild of London was in. Mm-hmm. Like they've got like a little bit of like a a nice tour on their way in and just the excitement that people have uh, when there's mention that uh, they have a fully functional pub.
1: Yeah, that was, that was like a, that was a nice little like, huh, we know what English people like.
0: it just also like the fact that like, oh yes, I can finally like relax for the first time. And even if you didn't drink prior, I'm sure after the zombies, a few of you might like a nice cold pint. Totally. You know?
1: And I think that like the, um, the way that they provide this explanation of the safe zone as like coming from a NATO tour guide, I thought that was really well done. Mm -hmm. One thing I will say is that like, yeah, America has a lot of firepower and I guess that makes sense. But as far as like a NATO or UN mission to like help secure, clean up and provide like a safe place to be, that would be a Canadian thing for sure. And I think it would have been so much more cooler if the military was the Canadian military. But then we sure. wouldn't have Jeremy
0: Hawkeye Renner, so. Gotta get our boy in there somehow. Oh man, we could have had Ryan Gosling though. He would have been, I think he would have absolutely smashed that role.
1: He is Canadian,
0: isn't he? We we have we have both, both rides. rides. <laughs> I, think, I think we've talked about that on this. On this
1: yeah, uh, and my mind also immediately went to Jake Gyllenhaal again, so
0: there we go. <laughs> I feel <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why he just seems like he's one of one of one of the two. You know, I love him so much. I really wanted to get that five days of Gyllenhaal thing on the go. I just, man, man, that guy. I he he's made me so proud. Like he he's just picked such good projects, and he always knocks it up.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a really fucking good actor. Um, um, all right, so we've gotten to the safe zone with Imogen Poots and her little brother uh, Andy.
0: You mentioning the fact that he's twelve because he he does say that uh makes me realize that i need to correct uh, when i mentioned earlier that all people under 12 are five years old to me i think i need to adjust that to like 18 because <laughs> I, <laughs> I already forgot that he was 12 years old i was like yeah so we got like this six-year-old kid here. well i don't know he could have been a six-year-old actor playing up to 12 <laughs> uh, knowing the way that hollywood works he'd probably be like 21 or something yeah exactly it's like, like-, at least, like a youthful look I also like when they're first getting into the London and they have like the pre-screen because they get to establish like that little foreshadowing with the fact that he has heterochromia.
1: Yeah, that's one of the few words that you've taught me.
0: Oh goddamn! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that is probably the only word. I've to... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was kind of like a cool way for them to like discuss the whole uh, like potential immunity and stuff down the road mm-hmm. but yeah they, they they get on into town they get a cool hug from dad and shown into uh man they, they've got a a really nice setup because there's i don't know like i feel like the, i'm not sure if like i missed a plot point or something but it seems like something freed up a lot of real estate
1: well <laughs> oh was that a funny was that a funny joke
0: well, I mean, you tell me it doesn't sound like it was very <laughs> funny, but I, I thought it was hilarious when I said it. Um,
1: well, the way that you said it, you actually fooled me into thinking you were confused. So, yeah,
0: <laughs> I guess that's funny. The um, Yeah, they, they've got a really nice...
1: They're in a penthouse.
0: Oh, yeah, man, yeah. It, oh, it looks nice.
1: nice. It looks
0: nice, and it, it's nice and high up. So if they had stayed inside the penthouse, zombies would have been less of an issue.
1: Yeah, I mean, most horror movies just kind of like reinforce the notion that I've lived my life by—that uh, uh, you follow the rules and you don't get hurt. Until somebody else breaks the rules and then causes an infection within your safe zone community, then then you get killed. But
0: yeah, these kids really mess things up for everybody else.
1: Yeah, yeah, but they're the heroes. They're the protagonists of the story.
0: You know, they're they're kids, so we give them a free pass. But... Yeah, of course. I, I mean, I guess this was um, this was a real domino effect of poor mistakes on several people's parts. So it's hard to blame the kids.
1: These are the yeah, only kids there. in the whole place.
0: And he is the youngest person in the country, to their knowledge. So crazy. <laughs> wow, that's wild, man. <laughs> um,
1: they break quarantine and go out well, in search...
0: Oh, we go there, sorry, just because sorry. I, I really want to touch on... Uh, it's not even for the information, but when they sit down with their dad right. and ask him, like, hey, what happened to mom? Mm-hmm. The performance on Robert Carlyle's when he finishes telling them, his, his version, of course, what happened, yeah. what happened. Which is mostly true. Mostly. Um, But the way in which he starts crying at the end, like, you can feel not only the sadness, but, like, that guilt. Oh, yeah. And, like, wow oh man just yeah uh, absolute like hats off Mm -hmm. yeah you killed it i I think like that was one of the highlight areas for the kids as well if only for the simple fact that there's almost not much of a reaction like we get like a single tear from Mm -hmm. imogen but like just that like seeing how hard of a time their brains are having processing like they, they already know that she's dead and you're just hoping that, like, that, that that childhood 12-year-old mentality of, like, maybe she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Right? And, like, just wanting to hold on to, like, the hope. Um, But then, yeah, jumping forward, like, uh, they do break quarantine to go back to the old house because Andy is worried that he is going to forget what his mom looks like and he would like a photograph.
1: They got big-ass balls with the way that they escaped quarantine. First of all, they sneak through a military checkpoint that like every five feet seems to have a pair of armed soldiers. They cross this bridge on the outside on like this round rail, like, or not rail, like a, like a, like a drainage tube. I'm not describing that well, but there's, there's a cylinder attached to the side of the bridge that runs the length of the, that they're walking on, which looked to even have a gap between it and the bridge. And, like, I tell you, man, I've had some pretty fucking scary dreams about walking on bridges or buildings, like, on rounded surfaces and, like, not being able to maintain my balance. Like, that shit, I don't know. I don't know, dude. Like, that is too much.
0: I I mean, in hindsight, half the things I did as a kid, like, (laughs) that's just how they do, right? Uh, They, they They have those flexible bones that just...
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if I'm 12, I'm not. I don't think at any point in my life I would have been confident enough to make that trek.
0: No, this particular one absolutely is a little bit, especially the armed guards. Like, the guy freaks out and thinks like he saw a cat or something. Like, yeah. (laughs) I also these are like the moments in films where I love picturing this person's like, uh, I. I'm gonna sound like a freaking idiot because I don't know what the proper word would be here for like military people, but like let's say they're their manager, like, like you're hey, just uh, talking
1: uh, about like a higher ranked, yeah, just
0: like, an uh, officer. There's are superior, yeah, like okay. your officer, or whatever. yeah, like hey hey, Fred Bill, yeah, um, so yeah, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, these kids escaped. Yeah, I know that they escaped. I'm asking how the to, two adult <laughs> men in charge of this one bridge, like, oh, just, just turn around. Um, yeah. Like the, 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 level of security. I mean, I guess actually it's more realistic that I'm giving it credit for it Cause uh, Jeremy Renner does spot them. So like, it's not as though they get out of the city unnoticed plus
1: Jeremy Renner in his conversations with colleagues, like none of them really are taking anything seriously at this point, because they haven't really had to do anything. Um so everybody's guard is probably down a little bit.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent.
1: Oh, and then his buddy, the pilot, is Mike from uh Lost. It was Mike, right?
0: Uh no. <laughs> you didn't see Lost? Uh, we we've talked about I've seen the finale.
1: Right, right. I don't even know why I say, I sound surprised because I didn't see it until this year, so or last year. Uh all mm-hmm. right, well, listeners, mm-hmm. correct me. No. I'm pretty sure it's Mike, father of Walt. Anyway, he's in okay. this.
0: Nice more more recognizable people. Um is he in this like bit here or
1: Yeah, cuz Jeremy Renner's like, "Hey, I, I some people escaped." He <laughs> sa- he says it in a different way. Mike our helicopter pilot friend finds them.
0: I also like this uh that little bit where they see like the uh, the pizza mopeds and Imogen... like goes to try to find some keys in the, the building. Just, I, I initially thought that this was going to be kind of a scene that shadowed or mirrored the scene with uh, Killian Murphy in the Cheeseburger gas station. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there there is no uh, active, there are no active zombies in this building, just a creepy corpse full of cockroaches. Hell yeah. But like, man, this whole little bit where like they get to their old house watching them like enjoy their time first off they do find a photograph so that's very nice
1: yeah and like Um, running running through the streets of london being like i own the city or whatever he said like (laughs) i i guess i understand kids not really understanding the gravity of the situation but like there's something about a completely a city completely devoid of life with like giant trash bags full of what i'm sure is human meat in the middle of the street like Nothing about that screams fun to me.
0: Oh man, that looked like a blast in my opinion. <laughs> uh I I was actually just about to start talking about like, the fact like that this just looked like a really good time. Uh additionally, I think that people do tend to we desensitize far quicker than we ever think we will, regardless of what the situation is. You'll 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 take it seriously for like a like a couple weeks and then. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I just think that it's yeah. As a kid, like it's actually, I think as a kid too, you'd be more flexible with it because like this is kind of the world that like you're 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 still new yourself, right? Maybe this is a normal thing. Maybe they had zombies a hundred years ago. Um, yeah, yeah, like they're just having this little day, and he ends up uh, on on the trampoline in the backyard, and it's just oh, you got the whole place to yourself. But that scene where he ends up going upstairs to look for his sister and his mom, like scurries out of the corner oh yeah dude i i loved the pacing here and the way that like they actually put a good bit of a pause because she she does kind of look like a ghoul oh yeah so i mean even though you'd be so excited you're like oh my god like it's my mom he's got like that momentary kind of like okay play it cool give your brain time to soak in what's happening yeah she's sitting there with like the whole like What's wrong, smooth skin? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And even when they go in for the hug and she's just like holding him way too hard.
1: But she's also, I mean, I guess, I mean, she's been on her own, abandoned by her husband for what, seven months?
0: It's been a while. It's been a while.
1: It's
0: been a while. while. I just love to give you that like lingering sense of Maybe she is infected for if if only a split second mm-hmm. before you're like okay she's not but, but. yes it oh it, it's just such a heavy feeling and then uh, to to make things even worse when they get them all back to London and there there are those scenes of like these like scientists and people like spraying her down with the hose oh yeah. Just imagine how bad, like, a regular shower would probably just kill. Oh, dude, I'm just, like, I'm picturing just being, like, the amount of dirt that would be embedded in your skin, like, that's next. Your hair is just, like, a tangled mess. I think that you'd just be so tender, and I think I'd want a bath.
1: Oh, a nice soak.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah, soak first. Like, get get the skin back to the the familiar feeling of being clean in the first place. Man, I think I, it's.
1: Oh, I, uh, I man. just, I feel like just like, a sh- that would be the most satisfying shower of your life. Like I remember going to music festivals and even getting sunburned to shit, but not showering like for six days and then getting home and showering and being so relieved, even through the sunburn pain and the nicks and the cuts and everything. Granted six days is not seven months, but still, that yeah, feeling is incredible.
0: And I agree with you to, to an extent. I think it's it's that, um, that split feeling of like, on one hand, it's very satisfying. <laughs> and on the other hand, you just love the pain. You know, I'm sure at some point in your life, you've woken up from a night of drinking. Yes. And you're dehydrated and yes. your, your mouth is dry. And the first thing you would reach for is a nice cold Dr. Pepper. No. And the carbonation of a, a, a Coke or Pepsi water. You've, you've never had like a carbonated beverage, just rip through your dehydrated mouth and like, Oh, so your, uh, your eyebrows tell me that you haven't, but let me tell you, it, it's, it's a mix of like, it, it hurts, but at the same time, like you just keep coming back for more. Mm. It's uh,
1: I have you know what, ever since watching Twenty Eight Days and Killian Murphy's chugging of the Pepsi, it is making me crave being really thirsty after a nap and just slamming a can of Pepsi. Like I really wanted I wanna hey, I wanna do that. I wanna have that feeling again.
0: Yeah, I, I think that a shower would be a post nap Pepsi for your entire body.
1: Yeah that sounds fucking incredible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I am a masochist
1: so who knows maybe anyway I feel like we're talking a lot about this shower.
0: I'm just picturing the people like in this lab like <laughs> he just loved the shower and then he woke up <laughs> and after up Pepsi this guy is nuts. <laughs> I,
1: mean, I feel like I feel like you're reading into that shower being painful because
0: she was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, well, sorry I was the, 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 the shower is hypothetical what happened here is not <laughs> like oh, right. if I turned on my shower in the morning and some like a couple of dudes just like <laughs> walking with a fire hose yeah. like no no, no, no. Turn, turn it back down <laughs> oh wow um, yeah so mom's alive told myself in like, as a mental note, to not make the same stupid joke two episodes in a row, but there is that scene do it, uh, where I think I, it's some sort of official walks up to Don's character and, like, we found your kids. It's like, oh, thank god, and we also found your wife, and it actually does do a, a small pause on his face, which is just <laughs> enough time for that. Yep that's me moment <laughs> <laughs> like, like you you know like he, he's of course you're excited on one hand but like you know how things went down and it's oh, like yeah. oh they found um hmm it's like when when he's talking to his kids like hey so guys this is pretty cool right and like they're just they don't waste any time mm-hmm. like hey uh yeah you straight up said you saw her die like I didn't use those words. (laughs) What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, You guys sound insane. (laughs) This is like, and he even kind of like eventually just dismisses like, hey, I mean, listen, it's good news, right? Let's let's just leave it at that. (laughs) I mean,
1: fair enough, man. I thought she was dead. I've already grieved for like, hey, we can all be a family again. This is great. This is great news. I told you
0: guys she was dead. Um,
1: I mean, it was all very confusing, what with all the zombies and the running.
0: The 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 one thing I will say as a negative to this film, and I understand that it was a choice made to push the plot forward in a way that somewhat made sense. Um, and and it's it's believable enough that it's it would never bother me too much, but the fact that he has, like, an all-access key to the city, right? Like, it it makes sense within the confines of his job. However, the fact that he has access to everything, including, like... Too much access,
1: uh, he got to a place where he shouldn't be able to get to is basically what we're saying, yes?
0: Yeah, like, I I just... That was, like, my one thing where I... uh, I usually like to look for these types of areas in films and then try to, like break it down for myself logically and prove to myself that I was the one being irrational Mm -hmm. I'm like no no like if you actually give it some thought blank makes sense in this occasion like I've tried and I really think that this one was just one of those things where the writers would be like looking at this like how do we justify it and they're like just go ahead
1: oh I've got a big one that like almost ruined the entire movie for me that's coming up pretty soon
0: Ooh, yeah, you guys are going to have to click our uh, click funnel link for that one to see what Josh is talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe what it is.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: That's so funny. Um, but, but yeah, so he gets into this area where his wife is being kept because of course she is quarantined because like, she has a bite mark. If they had just listened to Idris Elba. None of this would have happened. Um, because there's that conversation between him and Roseburn. Uh, and she's trying to justify keeping her alive because she might be immune. And he he gives like that like cool military, like you can run tests on the corpse. Yeah. Like Yeah, dude. I can hear the microphone hitting the ground, man. (laughs) Um like they haven't dealt with zombies for so long. And it's been like at this point, like it's almost Like, I mean, sure, a cure would be nice. But at the same time, like, if we can pull that from this person's corpse, like, do not risk infection. Just, like, whatever we can do to, like, just, like, like we're cool, man. Things have been working out really nice lately. And this is such a massive red flag. Like, the fact that she's alive at this minute is just, like, beyond generous. Another thing that, like, really just kind of bothered me with this particular scene so key card has too much access and there is zero security yeah the fact that there's not a person standing watch 24 7. how is that like, possible? hell no like yeah like nobody gets past this line mm-hmm. you see that line that i drew on the ground six feet away
1: yeah make, <laughs> that a, room... make a real effort to show you the saliva transfer
0: If the zombies weren't bad enough, as is like, this woman's already survived a zombie attack. Probably several. But now she is literally strapped to a bed. (laughs) And you're just like, oh, well, what a... This is going to be a bad way to go. Yeah. (laughs) We also get, man, like, uh, the 28 series, if they do go for 28 months, I hope that they continue the tradition of just wonderful eye gouge scenes. Oh, my goodness like whoo, he really like when he's getting the rage on there like that's that's another just like you get the i think you even get a more solid visual than you did in 28 days and like just oh yeah right there. you you see you see the initial insertion too i don't re- i don't i don't think you see the insertion oh well you, you definitely see like the the thumbs like right at the oh at like def- the two corners
1: like i definitely recall seeing the eyelids like buckling on top of the thumb knuckle like like the yeah. thumbs were really deep in there for sure
0: yeah is just mm, mm, this is this is wow it's a good one it's 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 hard to watch <laughs> and I, I don't know what it is about eye gouging like I, I think it's because it's just like it's just so bad you know
1: like, well it's if you survive it you're blind uh, it yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't feel good. Uh, so those are probably, <laughs> those are two things that really like aren't great.
0: Yeah. When, when he gets out there, like the, you know, very, very traditional zombie trope, which is like, it only takes one and then the yeah things really go downhill from here.
1: I mean, here's, here's where things story-wise kind of start to fall apart for me, like more so. Um, The big one here immediately is that he sees a soldier pretty quickly and somehow this trained soldier doesn't recognize immediately what he is and shoot him. You know what kind of area you're in. You know there's a quarantined um, infected person here. And then you see a dude come out covered in blood, like growling. And I know he moves quickly, but you're a trained soldier that's armed feel Like you could be probably take care of that situation pretty quickly.
0: I did have that thought, and I do think, like, uh, I'll, I'll give them a, a little bit of a freebie on that if only for the simple stat that we have already established. Like, these guys have been like kind of sitting on their hands for the past little while, true, uh, super out of zombie mindset. See, I just feel uh, like
1: if you're in that area, you're specific, you're like, you're aware of what's there. It's not like it's like th- this is new information. So, yes, things have been lackadaisical but now you have an infected person on the premises, you'll like knowing how the military operates, you'd be briefed of that immediately, especially if you're in that area. And again, they should have had a guard posted anyway. So none of this should have happened.
0: I was just going to say, I'm going to lasso that in there as just one in the same for that problem. Like the fact yeah. that they didn't have someone assigned or stationed. I wonder if this guy was like, even in the loop it's just a mess, mm-hmm. and this, on the other hand, though, is I do like um, the way that the military reacts, which is it doesn't take them very long to just like make the call, of, like okay, like it, it's too late, yeah, um, and there there isn't a ridiculous amount of time before they're given the command to be like, all right, like like if you see somebody, just shoot them, like yeah. we're we back we can't, to the drawing we board. yeah,
1: we can't afford to. To just like let this run amok, like, yes, we're gonna kill some innocent civilians, but it's better that than have this released all over again.
0: I also like the way that uh, Doyle. That's that's how Jerry, Jer Jeremy Renner's Jeremy Hawkeye reacts. Renner, because I think he actually he shoots like three or four people before oh, yeah. he gets the kid in his scope, and he's like, okay, I'm yeah,
1: I can't do. That. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, I do like that crisis of faith and like. Continuing to try to follow orders until shit just gets way too fucked up. I really like his character a lot.
0: He's my favorite character in this. Yeah, 100%. There, there's a scene near, it, it's it's way earlier, um, but I think it's where Doyle's character is introduced and his buddy, who's the uh, the helicopter pilot, is like taking a nap. Oh, yeah. He, he makes a bunch of zombie noises and like bites at his neck and all, all picture just yeah. this dude <laughs> tearing him in half with the assault right yeah. <laughs> Like, what the hell do you think you're doing? That is such a dangerous yeah. prank. Are you not that's, and then that's... He does it again? It just I, I just love that scene. <laughs> like, like they get a good chuckle and like his friend also mentions straight up, he's like, man, I'm I'm gonna shoot you next time. Yeah. <laughs> uh now that would have been great a,
1: foreshadowing for Jeremy Renner's character to actually get infected, and then Helicopter pilot actually has to kill him. That that would, have, that been would have been,
0: yeah. Oh man, yeah, that would have been would have been nice. It's things like that where you almost wonder if that was like in the first draft, yeah, of the script, and then like it just kind of got wrote out. I also like that little bit where he's looking through the sniper rifle. Into, like, people's windows just to do his, like, regular routine checks. But he also gets gets some good stuff. Oh, yeah. And when he sees that couple banging, he's just like, oh, oh man. <laughs> That's how I react
1: every time I see attractive people banging through a window. Oh, geez. Who <laughs> are you? Oh,
0: <laughs> just a friend. <laughs> the... Yeah, where were we? Oh yeah, so yeah, there everything's chaos. Roseburn has taken it upon herself to like look after these children cuz she is hopeful that uh, one of them may have an immunity like their mother. And I do like that little scene where all these characters come together. Mm-hmm. Doyle basically just like after Roseburn informs the the casual folk as to what's happening. Uh Thor comes in and like basically just says like, "All right, like I'm getting out of here. Yeah, if you guys want to hang, that that's that's all right with me." Um, so we got like a nice, easy, efficient, believable way for like this group of people to come together and also, like start I, making.
1: I like that he delivers it in a way as if like I don't really care if you guys come with me or not. Like I'm gonna go, but then proceeds to like do everything he can to protect
0: these people. Oh yeah, he's like man I once again like I love this character really like, mm-hmm. yeah he's they do such a good job of like showing like his he, he's got like a nice balance of intellect and heart mm-hmm. where it's like even the fact that like they they show him like full-on shoot a few people before he like
1: he's just steps down, orders. right like,
0: Yeah, exactly like he's trying to do the right thing and then he changes his mind trying to do the right thing right um and yeah, just like that very like, yeah. I mean, like if you guys want to come.
1: Yeah. You know, like whatever.
0: Like, I, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but he fully like, you know, he, he would have been looking over his shoulder, like, you, you guys you guys coming? Yeah. I think my least favorite character in this film is I, I'm pretty sure his name is Sam. Unlike 28 Days, where we have uh kind of like a dream team of people who you'd want in a zombie apocalypse, this guy is the person where, and like, oh man, I this is a film, it's a work of fiction. I'm not trying to sound like a villain here, but as the person on the couch, th- this is the character where you're looking at him like, hey man, I, I don't want anyone to die. I don't want anything bad ha- to happen. You can't s- stay here.
1: No, he did I think kind of save
0: Andy. Him. He also kind of got Andy killed, <laughs> like close to. um He could have prevented Andy from running out There's there's a scene. Oh, you're right.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, You're totally right. But, like,
0: this guy is just 100% on self preservation with no amount of thought. Like, even if it results in everyone else getting killed, yeah. He just does whatever he can in the moment to, like, save himself. And he is such a massive liability. Mm -hmm. And I think, in this type of world that these people are in, I I I just, I, feel like you'd be like 15 minutes before it's like you gotta go somewhere else man yeah
1: you're not coming with us
0: yeah like it's you y- can't sit y- with you've us got, yeah yeah one last chance to shape up the, the 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 timeline they have i think it's like four minutes uh doyle gets intel that they're going to firebomb mm. the city the whole little like they're, they're so close they're so close to being out and they've got that one dude with a sniper rifle and th- this is like the the scene that really gets me. And like, of course, don't get me wrong. No one's gonna want to run out in front of the guy that's shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Doyle does like establish like, okay, like this guy isn't like not the best shot. Yeah, he just wants him to like run out in a zigzag. They've got like no time at all. There's no time for discussion. And the kid ends up being the the guy that like runs out, just like, okay, man, like one of us has to do this. Yeah. And this guy's just sobbing and whimpering and Doyle's so cool and he get, gets the shot in but the actual scene when they leave the gates that firebombing looks like the most thorough thing every single nook that that is such like a, a stellar shot like that aerial view mm-hmm. and it's just panning over so much of this city and yeah like just watching it spread like in those perfectly straight lines down each and every corridor like that'll do it that's that's like a 99.9 percent of germs kind of situation yeah
1: that's a Lysol scenario for sure (laughs) um yeah I uh I love the way that looked and this whole like chase or escape through the city was really well paced um Mm -hmm. when they get to that point where um There's gas, so they like run into like this parked Volvo, which is luckily unlocked, and they're able to like get themselves in there to avoid the gas and the zombies. And then Jeremy Renner sees the flamethrower dudes coming out the back, uh, or through the rear view mirror, rather. (coughs) Like that, there's so many scenes in this where it's like we're so close to getting away, and then this happens and then this happens. It just keeps happening. But like, man, he really dies a hero's death here.
0: Man, yeah, like I think this is like the cherry on top of just a well-written character and like that's a it's a really good death scene. Mm -hmm. Just like the way it's shot from like the inside of the car. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It is kind of sad that like you have to watch him for a while Just like stumbling around.
1: Oh yeah, like he's really burning. Although yeah. in my mind, this scene takes place before the scene at like that carnival ground, but that obviously mm-hmm. happened before because he was there for that.
0: Yeah, the the carnival ground is only really like a place to give Rose Byrne the means to like talk to Doyle about why she's looking after the kids, right? Um, and more importantly, a scene where we get to see Sam die. Yeah, I think his name's Sam.
1: Yeah. Oh, and Blue a sweet kid. a sweet helicopter um blender. Uh, situation,
0: the the helicopter blender is like, so yeah, we we've got like a bunch of undead walking in like a little herd, and I I can't help but feel like this is one of those scenes where in real life I and maybe I'm wrong I, I'm not a helicopter pilot it seems impractical to me it seems like this is like a massive gamble because if a blade were to hit the ground when that maybe this is much more doable than I than I'm thinking I mean I'm no doctor but yeah no (laughs) shit that's impractical i think this scene though is one of those things like if you had written up until this point right and you've got lots of zombies and the helicopter i feel like this is i mean the responsibility to deny yourself that (laughs) oh yeah
1: i mean it it visually it looks incredible like it's such a comic book
0: yeah like i you know you, you almost like i can hear the the conversation between the writer and editor like oh yeah, yeah you know that wouldn't be practical no i mean it'd be pretty cool if it worked though right yeah yeah i mean it would be pretty cool like, like if you want to write it you know like um <laughs> it would look great but yeah and then we have that scene with the with the car and mm-hmm. uh but that man yeah i love that i also love uh, the 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 music and its placement in this film.
1: Oh, I was going to say the opposite, but uh, go ahead.
0: Oh, and yes. Yeah, so, so for my, myself, I really liked a lot of the scenes with the music. Um, it's obviously very repetitive, and I think that uh, from what I read, the deadline was like two weeks, mm. so absolutely no time. But with the flamethrowers, uh, the fact that we get a still of these guys where there's no sound, I just. Mm.
1: Oh yeah. I think my issue with the music is that it's so much more prevalent in this one as than it was in the in 28 days and yes, they use like basically the theme the 28 theme over and over and yes, it is great and I love it and it's used to good effect, especially when um, they're flying in the, like at the end when they're flying out of there with a helicopter but that was really well done but just like throughout the entirety. I found that there was way too much music, which again, made it feel way more like a movie and way, way less atmospheric. It's just like, I
0: would have. Yeah. agreed with it being like a little bit more uh, in the background in certain scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, you, you do get a little bit of that. uh, Like what is love night of the Roxbury type thing where it's, Mm -hmm. it's very much a theme song. Yeah. This time around. Yeah. Either way. Like I think that uh, the actual, sound of that one particular track for a zombie film in my opinion is just absolutely dynamite it's
1: incredible and like that 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 music is so well suited to like empty fields or empty streets or just like desolation and smoke and fog and shit like that like it's fantastic
0: I just it also that, just keeps that like constant nervousness mm-hmm. Like yeah oh. yeah
1: you, um i was thinking i was actually analyzing that as i was listening to it yesterday and it's just like they're constantly building towards something that never comes with that with like that main riff it's just mm-hmm. it and it just does that over and over and over while there's something yeah. below it going like
0: bah, <disabilities sound> yeah um, it's great and like you said with that the recurring pacing in the film being like they're always so close to getting like a moment's piece and then it's taken away mm-hmm. i think that that is a pretty good summary for that track it's just you always feel like it it, it, it never gets any better right you just <laughs> like oh man it's there, there's no safe point in the music yeah oh that's nice it's, it's just stress totally what was there? Did we already talk? What what was your big oh, thing? Was?
1: My, the daddy of all beefs, my biggest beef with this film that just like, basically like it, it took what I thought was generally like a pretty decent, again, I still, I like the movie, but this is like a no way, no how would this possibly happen in a million years? And that's, With the rule, okay, we have semi-established rules for these infected and what the rage virus does. We have Robert Carlyle gets infected, fine, beats the shit out of his wife and kills her, fine, spurs on a whole new infection, that's great, then sees his son and just stands there for a second or for a minute and then starts running at him, of course, somehow... Out of all of the different things that are around, we see him again and again. First of all, we just see him like run in the background, and then later on we see him standing and staring at the group. And then Jeremy Renner comes out and blocks him from the frame, and then Jeremy Jeremy Renner moves and he's gone again. And then down in the subway, or the do they call it the trolley? No, it's probably subway. The tube, down in the tube. Um, See him again, and he sees his son and just stands there and looks at him and then attacks him. But then when he gets him down, he doesn't beat the shit out of him. He doesn't do anything ragey at first. He just knocks him down and is straddling straddling him and just, like, drooling on him. It's just like, with this virus, it's supposed to completely take away your brain. And turn you into a rage machine, and so somehow, throughout the entire city of London, he keeps bumping into his family, and then also has moments where he just like isn't raging. So like this whole inconsistency is just that. That's my issue.
0: I agree with you on half. Okay. Um, which is to say that that end scene, yeah, of course, like um, it's done for dramatic effect. Like that, he at least he bites the kid, right? Um, but I have I have no argument there that 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 is does purely does he actually done.
1: bite the kid? Oh right, yeah. he does, he does, yeah, he does eventually. Um,
0: so yeah, I I won't make any argument on the fact that but, like that's one hundred percent done just to like build build the dream yeah. that like he so desperately craves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I don't think that they, they actually do see him multiple times. though. Uh, I think that they see him once initially, and then they see him at the subway. So when like for example, when he sees the group and he's just standing there, yeah, I- I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm 99% confident that that is just Andy thinking he sees him. Jeremy Renner stands in front of him, and then when he he stands back, he's just gone, right? If the zombie was actually there, he went 100% would have run towards the group, right? I don't think that he was actually there. I'm pretty sure that's just Andy having like a momentary like. <gasps> Like, okay. he, he I mean, he a puppy and he's a kid, and he's just having like these, like, same way that you see like a shadow when you look at like your house coat. For sure. Like, oh! Okay, yeah.
1: now I w- I'll run with you there, or I would, except that it's established that this, that, that Robert Carlyle will just stand there and look at Andy for moments at a time and then run at him. So it's like this weird behavior is already established, so I don't think it's too far-fetched that they would just shoehorn him in to stand there and stare and then scurry off to do zombie shit.
0: That, that, that's just the way that I looked into it. I, I sure. personally don't think he was actually present. I 100% think that, that's just, Oh wait, I already changed my mind. Not, not hundred like, percent. I stand by the 99. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I think that he just thinks that he saw him.
1: It's an interesting take that I hadn't considered.
0: Cause you want, know, uh, for sure. Like if, if the, I am wrong in that instant, then yeah far too convenient that 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 would be a really ugh. yeah i like the way that i viewed it i hope that that's the correct sure, way i mean it
1: makes it easier to swallow for sure like i wish that that i hope that's real
0: yeah um but yeah like with the actual scene in the subway it's definitely a drawn out scene just for the sake of and with with zombie films i don't think that those types of moments affect me as much negatively just because I typically go into uh, the the general zombie genre with uh, a very low expectations, and B, this is one of those subgenres where I actually do enjoy like a good bit of camp or just like kind of borderline silliness, provided that it is uh, very much like a a small side dish of dessert to go with a otherwise really well composed meal, yeah. uh, like a little single scoop of vanilla ice cream after you have like a five star.
1: Yeah, I think I think I would agree with that. I, mostly except that this is a follow-up to like basically a perfect zombie film. So it's sure. just like you had an opportunity and they did really explore like some cool, I, I love the setting and I love the, like I love the setting. I love the story overall. And I actually, I love the ending, but, mm-hmm. but it's just like, there's little things here and there where it doesn't totally like stick the landing.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. That's uh. Yeah, like uh, e- even in conversing, because prior to going into this film, like in my in my head, I always think that these these guys are like neck and neck. Mm-hmm. Um, I still personally like that, like I love the pairing of these two movies. It's mm-hmm. it's very close for me, but yeah, twenty eight days is definitely a overall more polished, um, and oddly enough, less polished. Yeah, it's 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 less Hollywood in its polish, but it's uh, just 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 a tight seamless product
1: yeah i wonder why danny boyle didn't uh write and direct this one
0: it was something to do with other engagements or it seems weird for someone
1: else to do a sequel of your film i'm sure that there's some imdb
0: information yeah
1: well he was a producer (laughs) on this one so it's not like he like wasn't into it it just Mm -hmm. like it just seems strange to me but yeah i don't know um i guess really we have the ending to talk about? Is that pretty much it?
0: Yeah. Kids get to the football field to... Oh, well, Imogen Boots gets to
1: shoot her dad to death with an assault rifle, which is pretty cool. Oh,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: And then they make it to the football field.
0: They establish that they are the only ones left. But they still get a ride. Uh, I-, I love the actual last, like, shot. It shows the kids in the helicopter just, like, very sadly looking down at the world below like oh man
1: that that melancholy theme pumping in the background Mm -hmm.
0: just (laughs) well we really really messed up a wonderful opportunity here and then there's (laughs) additionally that uh we we once again get the fade to black with 28 days later just to establish uh in case there was any doubt that the infection is once again back in like Back in action. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are zombies in, I believe, Paris. Yes. It would appear. Uh, I think Kanye
1: and Jay-Z released a, released a song about that. Um, I do... I Okay, I love that we get a shot of the crashed helicopter. Um, oh, yeah. That's empty. I wonder if... Okay. So they flew across the channel, quote-unquote, which means based on my geography knowledge, they probably flew to France. So perhaps the infection just took a while to take hold in Andy. And then he attacked the two of them causing the helicopter to crash. And then they went and fucked up some people in Paris or yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't the kids are dead obviously. Right.
0: I see. I personally like that. Uh, I think that that is heavily implied but it does technically leave enough room for you to like i it's it's a good amount of open ending yes in my opinion but obviously
1: shit's not going well in paris that's for sure
0: yeah exactly it's um i i think my favorite types of open endings are where they 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 really do allow the viewer or the reader to make up your own interpretation Mm -hmm. but it's not lazy in the sense of like they're, they're they're kind of pointing Yeah. In one one direction. Like the guy's kind of scratching his head and like, you know, like, I I think that this happened. (laughs) Um, Yeah. For for myself, though, unless you, do you have any final thoughts on top of that? Yeah. Not really, man.
1: I'll give, once we give our ratings, I'll probably do like a quick little summary like I usually do, but
0: cool. Um, Yeah. I, I still think like I, I, I really enjoy this movie. It is very close to the first one in my, uh, personal opinion, uh, I'm going to give it a 85. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think this one has some really really good moments of tension. It's got some, I think it's got some humor in it here and there. Uh, it's well acted. The score's a little, little heavy handed. Um, the shooting style is a little bit jarring, and uh, there's like those in- inconsistencies that I mentioned that just like frustrated me. So, I think I got to drop... I'm probably going to drop it down to like a, like a 74. 74 is still pretty pretty good. I did enjoy it. Like, it's not a, it's not yep. a bad movie. Right on. Yeah. Um, okay, everybody. <laughs> it's getting late over here. We're going to go home and go... Well, we're already home. We're going to turn off our computers and go home in our brains to Dreamland, where we were all born. And we will all return once we eventually die. At least that's what I believe. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna ask you to send us an email anymore. Uh, it's fine. But if you want to get in touch, uh, actually, you no, know, fuck it. Maybe you want to send us an email. Maybe it's not about us wanting it. Maybe it's just what maybe it's just what the people need is an outlet. Even if you just want to complain about the day you had at work. Even if you just need like to yell into the void just send us an email at cddlpod at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram with some really fucking cool pictures on it, and that's at cddlpod. Thanks again for listening. As always, we don't want you to bite each other. Okay, I think the lesson that we learned here, I, I know we're already signing off and probably people have stopped listening. However, the lesson that these kids taught us is do what you're told. Don't leave the quarantine
0: zone. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good spot to this. Alright, let's see what we get.